0: Hello. <laughs> that was a very good radio voice. Thank you. Thank you very much.
1: You look very delicious. Thank you. Why I, do you look so good? I feel delicious. Wait, that delicious. sounds terrible.
0: <laughs> Why do I look so good? Normally, you look horrific, but at the moment...
1: Not it's what I meant. Because I went to a wedding.
0: We went oh. to a wedding.
1: Well, we did, but we left separately.
0: We did, because you like to leave early and I like to stay and dance. That's right. But I decided... Once the dancing started, that actually I had very little energy on reserve. So I danced one dance and then I left.
1: Baby, you're amazing. And you came home early to record a podcast. I did. Stunning. Um, How was your week? How was our week? Oh my gosh, it was
0: a great week. It was a really good week.
1: Yeah, we had tons going on.
0: Yeah, we had uh, David Wagner in town at the beginning of the week.
1: D Wags. D Wags. So uh, he. How do you describe David Wagner to somebody who's never met him?
0: Um. He's a very lovely prophet.
1: He's lovely. He is. He has got very kind eyes. Yep. And he's got a very soft voice. Mm-hmm. And he's very generous. Mm-hmm. Generous with his time. Generous with his money. Generous with his gift. Generous with his self. Self. <laughs> he's lovely. Yeah, he is. So yeah, he was here. He's he's amazing.
0: Yeah. So it was it was great. He uh gave us a prophetic word on Monday night, which is always good and encouraging.
1: <laughs> mm. Um yeah, he did. He gave lots of people prophetic words. You know, whenever prophets start prophesying, I start crying. Really? I do. I just think it's the kindness of God in action.
0: <laughs> I was gonna say you should get that looked at. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I really do. I just it think is it's beautiful. The of God, Especially sure. as a pastor when you're watching the people that you know and the people that you pastor. Get picked out of a crowd by somebody who doesn't know anything about them, and just zero straight in on oh, yeah. whatever they're going through, and just gives and breathes life and hope into it. I just think it's the perfect example of the Father's heart. I love yeah, it. I love it. So, David and all the prophets that we know, we're very very grateful for you. And um, we kicked off the school this week.
0: We did. Yep, we met the, all the new students.
1: We did orientation, which is always we weird. Did,
0: which is it is weird, but it's fun too. They're so excited there's so much excitement in the room and, well, and we're we, so excited too and then we get to eat
1: right we food, all have a meal together so
0: that was you know
1: and we kick off proper this week
0: we do you're teaching this week
1: i am well you're teaching too because i have a daughter's appointment halfway through me well, so teaching. we're doing it together it's all <laughs> yeah we're good. teaching on how to hear the voice of god which is awesome um what else happened this week what else i feel really social this week you do no, the I feel like the we were.
0: Oh, no, we were. <laughs> uh, we were social. We we had people over for the uh, New Direction party.
1: It's not New Direction. <laughs> <laughs> it's One Direction. And we are now official fans mm-hmm. of One Direction. One Direction. I think it's funny that there's a global phenomenon called One Direction, which is essentially a boy band who don't want to be called a boy band, but thus they are a boy band from the country I dance. grew up in. And they're all over the world, and everyone knows about them except us.
0: We found out about them last week when they came to Nashville, or two weeks ago.
1: Right, but we didn't find out even that. They came, and we didn't even pay any attention to that. But then
0: We just found out their name.
1: We did, and we watched videos. So so we ordered the documentary because we like documentaries in general. Yes, we do. And it was just amazing. I just love watching Destiny unfold. And so here's these five kids that go on a talent show individually and then get picked into a band, and then their life changes. And you just see them fly all over the world. And it was awesome. I loved it.
0: The Simon guy. What's the Simon guy's name? Simon Cowell. Simon Cowell picks them out and puts them together. Yeah, Yeah.
1: I went to school with Simon Cowell. sure you did? No, I didn't. (laughs) 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 Moving on.
0: Simon Cowell looks much older than you did, baby. You're way too hot to be the same age as Simon Cowell. I
1: love you. You're amazing. Just let it Um, clear. Why why did you make me... Uh, start Whole30. Can we talk about Whole30 for a second?
0: Why did I make you start? That doesn't sound very powerful, darling. Well, I don't feel very powerful. <laughs> I feel like I want to eat carbs immediately. But I I'm using care. all my power not eating chocolate. <laughs> I decided to start Whole30 because Charlene and Shannon were both doing Whole30. And tell me about and
1: Whole30. I know I'm on it, but what's the premise? The Take everything you like an anti- and don't eat it for right. a month.
0: Yes. It's an anti-inflammatory diet. So basically, it's to bring inflammation down in your in your body and any like, you know, gut issues or thyroid issues or whatever that might get triggered by just things that we eat are removed. So you're doing a lot of whole foods, raw foods, um... Nothing packaged, nothing, no grains, no sugars, no sweeteners, not even honey or maple syrup.
1: Do you hear that? That's my little tummy crying huge tears because you said no honey, no sugar, (laughs) no carbs.
0: No honey. You're doing so well six days in, darling.
1: I haven't complained once.
0: Okay. (laughs) No. You I'm haven't pra- complained. I'm once. practically the definition of perseverance. <laughs> no,
1: yeah, right. But in the midst of y- you removing all the foods I like to eat, there was some <laughs> amazing high points this week.
0: <laughs> yes, there was. I've had some cedar plank salmon. Yes,
1: with spaghetti squash, which I didn't know that you could grow spaghetti inside of a squash, but mm-hmm. you can. It's amazing. With a (laughs) tomato basil thing that you just made up. Tomato basil, garlic. Here's what I've noticed, is generally speaking, Uh when you follow recipes, Uh it's not as good as when you just decide to free will your makeup stuff as you go along.
0: Well, I have more fun making up stuff, but I have to say, like, some of the recipes that I have followed, like, the one from Against All Green, the Korean beef noodle bowl, I never would have come up with that on my own, and I love that. Granted. So, but you're okay. right. I like to. I, I will take
1: back that statement. I
0: tend to do better freestyling than following because I followed a recipe this afternoon and it was horrific.
1: It was horrific. But
0: then maybe it's just that that person happens to like horrific food and that's why they thought and it was And that's the good. danger
1: you run into. Right. Have you noticed the problem? Just Have you noticed the problem with user aggregated reviews such as Pinterest? Hey, here's some stuff I like. That's a big word. Or aggregated. Yelp. Hey, here's some reviews. The, just because. Five hundred people say this is like the best Thai food I've ever eaten. They may not have eaten very good Thai food, right? And that's the problem with these things. I would like to find a user review site from people I actually trust. Uh, you know, so you could like friend at, reviewed. Well, not necessarily friends, because not a lot. I was going to say not a lot. What I meant to say that is, some of your friends won't even have the same taste as you. What I'd like to be able to is click on a person. Mm -hmm. and see what they like so i get you know you can build up a bunch of people that you follow who like the same stuff as you and you can assess oh they've got similar tastes as me and then follow their recommendations i'm sure something like that exists if it does and i've been hiding in a rock under under a rock somewhere please let me know (laughs) Uh, you also speaking of food made these things you call chicken poppers which Mm -hmm. sound like drugs for fowl But tell me what chicken poppers Mm -hmm. are.
0: They're basically flattened chicken meatballs, but they're made with... (laughs) (laughs) You make them sound so appetizing. (laughs) They're made with ground chicken and zucchini and cilantro and green onions. We probably need a place
1: on our website where you can post your recipes.
0: We have a place on the website. No, we don't. Really? Under Love Mummy? And sometimes I put them.
1: Right, but that's kind of baby recipes. We need like a separate place for awesome recipes that are Ellen approved.
0: Awesome Alan approved recipes yeah. right there.
1: Like I ate them and I give them the thumbs up. Okay. Yeah, you seem thrilled with that idea. <laughs> um, you Speaking of food, you got a cookbook?
0: I did. Danielle uh, Walker released her second cookbook, which she's the against all grain chick. Mm-hmm. And it's called Meals Made Simple. So I'm currently, you can't tell, but right now, even as we speak, I am making almond milk.
1: Dun, dun, dun. Do You know how food sells almond milk.
0: Yeah, but they sell almond milk with a whole bunch of junk in it.
1: Well, yeah, but they also sell the orange one that doesn't have any junk in it. It they has work, some currently. junk.
0: Still has a couple junk things. <laughs> some junk. Okay.
1: I don't know how you can milk almonds. They must have really tiny nipples.
0: <laughs> Very carefully.
1: <laughs>
0: okay. Move on. <laughs>
1: I might got a new haircut. You did. What's the problem with my haircut?
0: Well, right now, right now you've been playing with it and it had wax in it, so it's standing up a bit like Bart
1: Simpson. (laughs) What's the problem with my head in general?
0: Well, it's large.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We should probably stop and talk about the time you bought me a baseball cap for my Christmas, which people who have seen me will realize I have pretty much now wear baseball caps nonstop. And this is the reason. My whole life... For 39 years, I've never found a baseball cap that fit me. And this year, AJ found two, and so I wear them pretty much nonstop. And so I was like, babe, these are awesome. They fit me. Where did you get them? And you said.
0: Uh, It was like greatbighead.com or something like that. No, you just said,
1: I googled (laughs) bigfatheads.com, and you found it.
0: (laughs) But they're great hats.
1: Right. Forget all of this. You can't
0: be as smart as you are and not have a big head.
1: I'm so bored okay. of, of everything we've talked about. Okay. For one reason. Why? New iPhones get released this coming week.
0: Tuesday. And
1: the trouble is I'm teaching all day Tuesday. Right. And everyone's going to be live tweeting what's going on. Right. And so I'm turning off Twitter. I'm turning off notifications. Please don't text me anything because Monday and Tuesday I'm teaching all day. I'm going to come home Tuesday night. I'm just going to sit down. And I'm going to watch the keynote as if I know nothing about the fact that you I'm going can to
0: text me it. things. It doesn't bother me at all.
1: Okay, text AJ.
0: We go through this every year in September. You have to have a day of no (laughs) contact.
1: Well, that's a good idea. Well, that's cute. Um, All right, let me tell you some listeners' questions. Oh, Got a brilliant question here from Angela. Angela said this. Let me read it, and then I'll tell you what I think it means. One thing you didn't address was age. The grandma in the article said start young. Courtship typically requires full adulthood. What do you guys think? Oh, you're talking about courtship. Okay. So what do you think a good age for dating done right is?
0: In your 20s? Why? I just, I don't think you're mature enough when you're below that to be messing around with it. And I think...
1: I know mature 19-year-olds.
0: Okay. Name one.
1: No, that'd be embarrassing. Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) No, I just. I bet you
1: Maggie Simpson.
0: I, I think um, will
1: be mature. Lisa Simpson is already mature. She's only like eight.
0: Who are you talking about? Do we know somebody named Simpson?
1: <laughs> the Simpsons.
0: Oh, them. Oh, they're not real. <laughs> oh, actually, now that you mention the Simpsons, I am. Um, I just need to do something for just a second. I uh, might be slightly addicted to Tapped Out.
1: AJ has a love-hate relationship with The Simpsons. She hates the TV show. I mean, hate, hate is too too weak a word for Despise. her absolute revulsion for the show. And yet, she is non-stop playing The Simpsons tapped out on her iPhone.
0: Because I have my own barbarian nerds. I have a horde of barbarian nerds that I get to use to attack other people, like Chris McClarney.
1: But <laughs> doesn't... Yeah. See? <gasps> maybe, could, maybe, maybe we do this later So we mm-hmm. can finish the podcast sorry.
0: sorry, I just needed to collect them Because otherwise they don't continue to produce Barbarian nerds for me
1: okay. Mm-hmm. Let's get back to uh, <laughs> Angela's question Oh yes Mid-twenties. Mid-twenties I don't think there's an age limit I, I think it's stage, not age
0: Yeah I'm just sort of I thought she wanted an actual age Oh, sorry So I thought I'd throw out a I just, I think Dating or whatever you wanna call it before then, even if it's courting type dating before you're twenty, you probably it's probably gonna not end up i don't know great i just i I would love it if people would not go through the amount of heartache that they go through so that when they actually do find the one, they don't have so much baggage, okay, I suppose that's more my angle now, there well, certainly could be eighteen and you know nineteen year olds and whatever that are mature enough but
1: I think about and songs it says do not awaken love until it so desires mm-hmm. I think the best way forward is to let your love be let your heart be awakened by someone mm-hmm. rather than you going to find someone to awaken your heart for you right so I think about you like I hadn't dated anybody in eight years sounds so weird when I say that now but anyway that was true I hadn't dated anyone for eight years
0: me neither eight years
1: and then when I saw you um, at first, you know, you were my teacher in school, so I didn't think anything of it. But when I saw you, like, outside of that context, something happened without me doing anything, and I couldn't backpedal fast enough to get it to stop doing Like, basically, my heart was awakened by you. I saw you, and I thought, there's some fine pieces of Canadian engineering, if ever pieces I saw some. Pieces of
0: Canadian engineering? Wow. <laughs> it's there, it's
1: here, it's there. Okay, you
0: can stop now. <laughs>
1: but my point was... I didn't think... Anyway, I don't want to get into this whole topic because we did a whole podcast on it. But I think stage, not age. I hope that helps, Angela.
0: And by the way, your accent when we first met, fantastic. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Just saying.
1: Oh, here's an interesting thing. Blake, our producer, pointed this out. So last week we talked about my accent fading. Yeah. And this week, David Wagner gave me a prophetic word about my accent, about how my accent was going to be used to open doors. Is that what he said? I didn't to even listen to it. But he said something about my accent would grant me favor, which, let's face facts, I get away with murder. You totally not do. Not quite literally. Well, not even remotely literally. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I get because away with a lot out there because of my accent. <laughs> All right, okay. we're done. Um, let's talk about this week's topic this for discussion. Week. I want to talk about work-life balance.
0: Work-life balance. Go.
1: I think it's very important that when we talk about any topic, it is it should be clear that we are by no means experts at all. We don't talk about these topics because we've arrived, and behold, we will disperse our wisdom to you poor peons and minions. Behold, listen to our... It's not that at all. I think we are constantly thinking about a lot of these topics, and are, when we're with our friends and the people we admire, we're picking their brains about how to do things better. But let me start with this, H. A. Jones. You yes. work... My question to you is, do you have to work? Do you like to work? Or do you love your work?
0: I love my work.
1: What do you love about
0: it? I love the people. I love that I get to shape things. Um, uh,
1: What does that mean to people who don't understand?
0: I'm a builder type person. So Mm -hmm. I like to get a vision, make a vision a reality. Get a new vision make that vision a reality. I like to build things. We have huge
1: latitude to do that. We do. For which we're very grateful. Because Jeff and Becky are amazing. Their whole approach to their staff is, there's 40 acres, go build it, call us if you need help or money. Right. Which is just remarkable.
0: Right. Works really well for our personalities. Mm -hmm. So I love that. I love that we get to watch lives get transformed by God. I mean, it's just like the coolest thing ever. I could be, I don't know, working as a photographer you know doing something different and I I wouldn't see the impact that I get to see.
1: Right. Here's my observation based on you cuz I have observed you for many years now is I would imagine that you're probably wired fairly similarly to me in that we both like working. We like the process of starting something of wrestling through how stuff works and we actually enjoy Putting energy, thought, and intent behind what we're doing, right? And I'm not uh, for me that's normal, uh, but I guess speaking to lots of people, some people you just their approach to work is us uh, just nine to five, it's just a job. I, I, I guess we've been very privileged in that. Well, we've had a fair share of jobs, but I, I don't know why. it's I, I really enjoy working. I enjoy the whole process of being on and working almost as much as I enjoy the process of being off and just switched off. Right. Would you say that's true about yourself?
0: Do I enjoy working as much as I enjoy being off?
1: Well, forget that. Do you enjoy work? Like the actual process of working, whether that's... I love it. You answered the question. Okay, good. So I don't need any qualifiers. Where do you think you learned your work ethic from?
0: Probably my dad. Well, both of my parents worked. Um, My mom was a high school teacher. She still is. She's 77 and she still does supply teaching, um, but my dad—I well, would honestly say—it was a workaholic. But he, he was all about excellence, and we just sort of grew up understanding that you work hard, mm-hmm. and you work hard in school, and you work hard wherever you're working because basically, it's a privilege to have a job, and you know that kind of stuff. So,
1: how do you how do you know you're not a workaholic?
0: Um. I suppose that you can rest that you can right. my dad wasn't great at resting um,
1: not, not never getting to meet your dad was your would you say based on your understanding of your dad then and your understanding of what we you know process on a daily basis now would you say your father's identity was wrapped up in his work like who he was was what he did
0: um I don't know if it was uh, it might have been a little bit that. I honestly think that my dad just couldn't cope with life, and so he kept himself really busy. Right. I think he had so much unresolved hurt that he just stayed super busy. So if he wasn't working, then he was at the pool, he was swimming, he was competing, you know, he just was mm-hmm. always busy.
1: Yeah. I I would probably say I learned my work ethic from my dad, too. And and my mother, my you know, my mom. Though she was a stay-at-home mom and had a job before we uh, arrived on the scene, and in our later years would do supply teaching and lecturing at universities and whatnot, um, she, you know, whatever she was doing, whether it was looking after the kids or housework, or I mean, my my mother is just an incredibly productive person. Uh, but but I think I probably learned my work ethic from my dad. I think my challenge was I never found anything I liked to do until I went to my second university. Mm -hmm. As in all through school, I never applied myself because I wasn't interested in any of it. And today, even as a fully grown, mature adult, I find it very difficult to do things I'm not interested in, which I'm sure is not uncommon. Mm -hmm. But the whole uh, extrinsic motivation to do something for a reason other than you want to do, I was just never motivated to do that. And so if you imagine going through school and high school and even my first year of university, I was like, oh my gosh, this is so boring. Um, I think once I went to my second university and found something I actually loved and was interested in, combined with my love of being diligent and working, that was catalytic. And mm-hmm. I think now that we are so fortunate to be doing what we absolutely love to be doing and take tremendous joy in it. it I can't believe we get to do what we do. I love our job. I love our the people we pass pastor, I love the people we work with. They're such an incredible team. I love where we live. I love where we work. And so why wouldn't you want to just give it your all? I, I, I love that process. Right. Um. So that's the work part. What about life? What brings you life?
0: What brings me life? I think I'm still in the process of figuring that out. I'm figuring out little things. Basically... Um. Creative stuff. Uh, I tried something new this week. I went to Zumba.
1: I've never, ever been to Zumba. So tell me what Zumba is. There's
0: Well, there's a lot of pelvic thrusting and things like that I think like I like involved. it already. <laughs> it's, like, uh, it's like a mix of, I don't know, it seems like salsa dancing and stuff like that with less aerobics. With, Even less interested. You know, basically, you are moving for an hour straight and... You know, somebody's smiling at you going, you're doing awesome, keep going, just 17 more songs.
1: It's like one of the lower levels of hell to mm-hmm. me, but but you enjoyed that?
0: Yeah, I went with my cousin Holly, and it was... uh
1: So did you enjoy it because you were with another person?
0: Probably I would not go back if it wasn't for the fact that I would go back Let with Holly. Let me ask Holly. you
1: a question. Right. Let's keep the variables the same. You are with Holly, your cousin. Yes. Who you enjoy being with. Yes. You can either spend an hour in a coffee store, or you can spend an hour at Zumba. Well, which one did you enjoy more?
0: I would probably enjoy the coffee store more, but my mind says I need exercise and it'd be better for my body to do the other one.
1: Yeah, you're an example to us all, darling. <laughs> right. I'm going to email the Pope right now and see if you can get sainted. <laughs> that possible while you're still alive? <laughs> I don't know. I'll Google that. Ah, uh, never mind. Know. All right. So uh, clearly, being with other people, mm-hmm. clearly, it's interesting you put Zumba under creative stuff.
0: Well, I didn't. I said creative stuff. Oh, and I tried Zoom this I week. I wasn't <laughs>
1: not okay.
0: suggesting that. Yeah.
1: What sort of creative outlets do you like?
0: Love photography. Um, and I used to like painting, but um, not so much anymore.
1: Why don't you love it so much anymore?
0: Well, because I picked up trying to do visual arts again, which is what I went to high school for, because I went to a creative arts high school. And the first one of the first things I painted when I started painting again was a lion, which happened to be slightly smiling. And so you kept calling it the smiling lion until I threw it out. not true.
1: I refer to it as the happy lion. (laughs) Whatever. I said, baby, if you can find a market for people who want happy jungle animals, we could make bank. And rather than take that as encouragement, you just decided.
0: Well, then you looked at me in horror when you said... What are you going to do with that smiling <laughs> lion?
1: Where are you going to put was it? panicking that you would want to put it up somewhere.
0: Well, I know. I'm <laughs> so, so
1: sorry. I don't mean to discourage you. Yeah. Well, it's try too late it now.
0: Forget it. <laughs> no. um, um, we could so, try body paint. Ooh. Um, can I, I do a smiling morning.
1: lion? <laughs> do you get joy out of cooking?
0: I do if there are not anybody hanging off my pants.
1: Darn that was one time and that's before I knew Jesus. Okay. <laughs>
0: you so funny. Sweet MJ right now is so clingy and he's always hanging on to my pants. And trying and he's saying up, but he says it really clearly, up, up. So how could okay, I not so pick him up if, he's you so keep,
1: cute. if you get to cook but you don't have to cook for the kids? Yes. Then that's
0: if I get to cook like just and then I wouldn't want to use a recipe. I want to just cook and be creative because that's when it's life to me.
1: Is it more life to you when there's people coming over? You have some good friends coming over, and we're all going to have food together. Yeah, that would be fun. Are you stressed about cooking for them, or does it up the? I'm never of stressed about cooking. Right.
0: because um, I love to cook. Um, and I think I'm pretty good at it, so I think that's why it's not stressful for me. Um, but the thing is, if people come over, you host them. I cook.
1: That's right. I show them my juggling. I do some ventriloquism. No, but I mean,
0: like, you tend to put out all the pretty plates and make sure everything looks gorgeous and, you know, whatever, and, you know, put everything in nice little containers that I make and all that kind of stuff, and I just have to do the food. If I had to do all the make the thing look pretty, that would... I, I don't have that thing. I don't have that gene.
1: Right. Which is funny, isn't it?
0: It's funny because, like, a whole bunch of people... A whole bunch of ladies that I know recently are saying, Oh, we're decorating for fall. And I totally admire people that decorate for fall. I just, there's nothing in me that is like, I must decorate for fall.
1: Yeah. I, yeah. I, I'm not aware of that. I mean, I'm aware that that happens. You know what I'm aware of? I'm aware of, so I went around, say, Pottery Barn, Williams and Sonoma, and apart from the large functional, objects in there like sofa bed duvet mm-hmm. curtains you know how there's all that knick-knack stuff and you're just thinking why would i buy bronzed out al- um antlers why would i buy uh two doves in chrome why would intertwined? You buy like why would i buy that antlers. glass jar and to me it just looks like insane nonsense that nobody in their right mind would buy until i go to people's houses who've bought that insane right. nonsense and it looks amazing. Right. And I just think, wow, that's a skill set. Like, when we walk into the cafe, I know Jenna and some you know other ladies went into the cafe and made it look nice. But by making it look nice, they had, like, dried reeds and obscure red plates. and Yeah. And never in a million years would I think, I'm going to buy this box of uh, potpourri reed spheres, and I'll put them in this vase that I just bought. I would right. never think that. Right. Yeah, it adds something to the room. We need to find people who are good at that and then... Let them loosen our house.
0: Let's clean it first.
1: We need to find people who are really good at cleaning and love cleaning. And, and that want to come over and clean our and house. Let, yeah. We have a plan.
0: <laughs> if you're out there, call me.
1: <laughs> there are a large number of people that I have noticed in my observations that seem to love the great outdoors. They love yes, nature. And it, I love nature. It, well, okay.
0: You're going there. Okay, Okay. thank you. Well, thank you've, you. Mm-hmm.
1: There's no need for any build-up. You've already mm-hmm. answered my question. Next. I was going to say... Help me understand why you like nature and what it does for you.
0: I feel like I can breathe. I just like being outside. We have
1: I, air purifiers in our house. They're from I, Switzerland. I understand. Actually, it's just
0: different. If outside fears, feels beautiful. I feel closer to God. It I, probably doesn't make any sense. I literally feel closer to God when I'm out in like beautiful nature and there's not buildings around me or whatever. I just... Yeah, that's an
1: like experience when I'm in an Apple store.
0: Wow, yeah, it's almost the same thing, baby.
1: <laughs> so, no, go on. I'm being serious. No, so... Do so you like being outside? Uh-huh. So, a couple of weeks ago, we took the small group leaders away, and we spent a good chunk of time floating down a river in an inner tube. Uh-huh. And so many people were just loving it, and yes. I was just waiting for it to be over. Right. So, tell me, what's that process? How does that bring you life?
0: I don't. I just, I enjoy it. It makes me happy. I mm-hmm. feel my love tank filling up just by being outside surrounded by beautiful things and it, I mean added bonus was beautiful people with us right so both got like quality time and yep. having fun and stuff plus on this river yeah it was great
1: so I'm just thinking in terms of work life balance we rarely go outside right other than to our car
0: well I that's part of why I started running
1: I into a little secret when was the day we took the family to was it Radnor Lake mm-hmm I secretly enjoyed that.
0: <gasps> you heard him, folks. I did. I it's Here's recorded. what I enjoyed.
1: I was immediately frustrated that...
0: You enjoyed the children whining and asking how much no, farther they had was, to go. But
1: they okay. children will whine wherever you are. That's very true. So you may as well pick a context that you actually like.
0: Yeah.
1: It was a little too far, let's be honest. It You know, you look at the trail thing and you're like, oh, it's totally doable. That's just, you know, up and around and down. But no, it takes way longer than that. You actually have to use your legs. But once I got over the shock that I had no... LTE, or 3G, or actually any cell phone signal at all. Mm -hmm. And once I kind of gave myself to the process that okay, I'm outside, and I knew that I had snacks with me, I actually quite enjoyed being with the family, and I quite enjoyed the whole walking process. Mm -hmm. Um, If I could just find like a buggy, like an adult buggy, I could sit and somebody could push me, I'd probably (laughs) like it. But no, I did, and that was probably my first glimpse that oh yeah, I could see why people... Do this, but never in a million years, if I have a day off, do I think, you know what I want to do is I want to go or Lake. But once I'm there, but I would But I've wanted it. to
0: go every, like every weekend since we went. I think Oh, you have? oh it'd be so nice Ooh, to go can back. Oh, you go again. I'd love to go back. Especially happy. since it's starting to cool off now and it's not in the high 90s.
1: All right. Um, talk to me about this. Where do you think our life needs balance?
0: Well, I think... Because we work a lot and mm-hmm. we're trying to spend every moment that we're home, that the kids are home, focused on them. Yeah. I think...
1: Which is an exercise in character growth.
0: I think we need to do better at focusing on one another. Like, we used to have date nights once a, once a week. Right. We don't really get to do that anymore. I mean, that happens like once every six weeks.
1: Yeah, but see, I tend to think that when I concede to having people over to the house, that that's kind of like a date.
0: That's not a date, darling. <laughs> That is not a date.
1: So go to a wedding, which isn't something I like to do, mm-hmm. that in my head is like a date.
0: Oh, okay. I'll give you like a third of a date point for that.
1: Bonus. Thank you. I will redeem that third of a date <laughs> point.
0: When this podcast is <laughs> over. <laughs> um, yeah. So I think uh, that, that we, and, and like I said earlier, our i mean our house is a disaster it because goes we're trying to prioritize the kids and
1: fleeing my homeland look to
0: babe you suggested burning the house down today and starting <laughs> over because there's no possible way we could get it clean <laughs> well here's what's happened
1: is we go through phases where we don't know how bad the house is because we're running around frantically right and then we stop and we look at the house and go, Dear God, this is just horrendous. Yep. Yeah. And then what happens is we may use a whole weekend to clean a section of the house.
0: Right. But we never get the whole house done. We clean. never get the
1: whole house done. And uh, yeah, it's a.
0: This is why we need minions.
1: But you know what? <laughs> Our floors <laughs> look amazing. Minions. They do. The little robot is doing, is working its. Yes blessed assurance off. I I love that little sucker. Just charge up, let it go. Our floors, I would argue, have never looked as good as they do right now.
0: They look fantastic. If only the rest of the house looked fantastic.
1: You know what? I'm just waiting on people to invent robots to do that stuff. Uh, Okay. Maybe with a new (laughs) iPhone 6, we'll We'll Well,
0: have a tidy your kitchen robot. All right. So we've identified some areas
1: our life needs balance. Yeah. What do you think are, in the areas that we do have balance... Right, So yes, we need to tweak some stuff in our life. But there's a lot that we do have kind of in balance. Mm -hmm. What do you think are some of the keys to us finding that balance? Like over the years, we've gotten into a routine and a rhythm. What do you think are some of the things that have contributed to that?
0: I think we try and play to each other's strengths. So for example, our rhythm right now is when the kids get off the bus... You take apart their lunch bags and then you do their homework with them. I start the dinner right now. I'm making two different, me- you know, meals because something for the kids, something for us. Mm-hmm. But that's kind of typical. Um, so we just have our 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 ways that we sort of cross over and get stuff done.
1: All right. I was thinking that you're absolutely right. That's a very granular level. I was oh, okay. thinking I was thinking higher level. What are some of the principles that we've learned that have helped us maintain some level of balance? I'm sure if Jeff Dollar was on this podcast, he'd laugh at the notion that we even think we have balance. I'm but sure he would. <laughs> I, you know, I think we're doing a pretty good job, but, you know, aside the areas that we need to improve on. Um,
0: so, at a higher level, I don't know. What do you think, babe?
1: I don't know. I think, I think, of course, learning to say no really helped us. Like, yep. we could be way busier than we are. Yeah, like The demands on our time could... Pull us into areas that we don't want to go, so we're pretty good at saying no.
0: Yeah, my more recent revelation, though, from like a month ago, was I also need to learn to say yes (laughs) because I'm I need more people contact than you. Right,
1: but there you go. You learn to say no to some things, so you can say yes to other things. Yeah, I think we've found the beauty in help. We have like a plethora of people who come help us with the kids. You know, whether it's babysitting or, you know, yeah. watching them or just helping us. Yeah. And, you know,
0: and we have amazing sitters that, like, when the kids are asleep, they clean right. and they do whatever. So, I mean, it's just such a huge help.
1: But actually, not trying to do it all on your own is a huge, is a huge key. Yeah. And then, honestly, I think, I know we talked about this before, but I think we do brilliantly when we have systems. And, well, some of the, we, when we have systems, but when we stick to the systems. Right. When we put stuff in place, like when we get into a rhythm, like you said earlier, it's just, there's a lot of stuff that just works like clockwork, which is amazing. Mm -hmm. Um, I think I'm very fortunate in that I can get large portions of my life balance from just being alone, which works well because you like to be out a lot. So, for example, today was mostly spent tinkering on the website, which some people would say, well, that's work. But for me, it really isn't. It's... I think it's probably like, you know, we got lots of friends no, who are musicians. No, you're winding down if you do that, yeah. You know, so Ben Halson, for example, who's a professional musician who's always on tour, so he's playing his guitar a lot. I bet when he comes home, he will idly play his guitar. And some people will say, oh my gosh, you're always playing your guitar. You know, why don't you turn off? But for him, that is unwinding and that is life to him. It's just in a different context. Right. All right.
0: Something I'm actually, I mean, we talked about Tapped Out already, but something I'm trying to work on is having little things that help me unwind, like you can tinker on the internet.
1: Right. And you play The Simpsons Tapped Out, which is... I do at the moment. And you but, love it.
0: But in like 10 days, the barbarian nerds are going to go away, and then I'll probably stop playing it, so...
1: That's a cross you have to bear, darling. You know. Um Two <laughs> thoughts for you. Yes? As we close. Oh. First thing is, we have just launched, we being Gray Center, just launched information about the Heaven Declares conferences happening in October.
0: Come on! And
1: I am so excited I may squeal like a little girl, ah! because <laughs> we have three of my favorite people coming. We have Artie Kendall, world-renowned theologian and author of I don't know how many books. Yeah, uh, He's going to be speaking. John Paul Jackson, who pretty much taught me everything I know in many respects about the prophetic. I li- used to listen to John Paul's teaching all the time back in Scotland. I'm really excited to have him here. And Bobby Connor, our favorite Texan Southern Baptist who turned into a prophet. Uh, they're all going to be a Grace Center. I would really, really encourage you. If you can get to Nashville oh, it's to be, be at this conference, please uh, come on over. All the information is over at the website, heavendeclares.info. Not heavendeclares.com, declares, all one word, dot info, I-N-F-O. Um, Babe, I don't know if I've read this to you, but I want to read you a little review that we got this week um, on iTunes. This made my week. I just loved it. This is from Amy Marin. I hope I said your name right. Thank you, Amy, for this beautiful comment. She said, I stumbled across this podcast 100% on accident and have been hooked ever since. Alan and AJ deliver their teaching in such an everyday, normal way that anyone can listen easily to the message and feel closer to God. I found the first episode at a time in my life when I was really struggling to feel a connection to God and I instantly felt a connection to AJ. Um, I'm planning a church a trip to the church soon. Well, we Yay, look forward to when you're so being cool. there. But anyway, I bring that up because not only was it a huge encouragement, but I'm not quite worked out how iTunes ranks podcasts. It seems to be a bit of a dark arts. But what I have noticed is that when people leave positive reviews, we tend to go up in their, not necessarily their charts, but in their new, noteworthy, and in their featured area. So can I ask you a favor? If you are loving the podcast, can we ask you to take some time this week, just a minute or so, just go over to iTunes, leave us a review. Uh, we super appreciate that. And the more positive reviews we get, the more exposure we get on iTunes, which means people um, are going to randomly find our podcast, just like Amy Marin did, and we want to bless people.
0: Cheers, Amy. Thanks Thank for the review.
1: Well, listen, I hope you have an amazing uh, iPhone 6 week. Well,
0: if- I, I actually have an idea, babe. Oh, you do? I, I, have, I have two ideas for a podcast that maybe we should get them to vote on whether we should do them or not. Go for it. Okay. So the first one is, we'll just try and do sound effects, you know, throughout the podcast, and we'll see who does better sound effects. Good idea? Yeah, I think it's going to be awesome. And then the second one is, is to talk about stuff like when you're completely bored, where do you go in your head? Wouldn't that be interesting?
1: Nobody wants to know the inside of my head when I'm bored.
0: <laughs> like, for example, like if I'm bored, I start putting people's features on a potato in my head, and that just makes it so much easier to pay attention because I think I'm looking at a talking potato, right?
1: This is terrifying. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us this week. Um, We hope to return to regular programming (laughs) next week. Have an amazing week. Bye. Thanks for tuning in.